We move at a hurried pace. This hurried pace leads to shallow thinking. It means we don't take time to reflect. We don't contemplate. We do very little self-evaluation. In this series, and in this season of Lent, we want to slow down. We want to focus on who Jesus is and what he's done. In the last episode, we talked about creating some space by scheduling your time to make time for God, to work on your relationship with God. In this episode, and the next few, we'll look at what to do with that time. We will look at some practices that will help us connect with God. Today, we're going to look at the benefits of reading slow. I'm thankful that you took time today to pull up a seat. I hope these few minutes together help you follow Jesus better by deepening your relationship with Him and helping you live intentionally for Him every day. We bring our hurried paced mentality to our spiritual growth. We skim our daily Bible reading, if we even slow down to read the Bible at all. We say a quick prayer, rarely slowing down to hear if God will respond to us. This will not cut it. Before we get too far down the road in this episode, I want to give some credit where credit is due. A lot of today's contact comes from Rick Velotis' book, The Deeply Formed Life. I encourage you to pick it up. It will convict and it will inspire. It is worth your time. Although our salvation is instant, our sanctification is not. It takes time to develop into a mature Christ follower. We've got to slow down to deepen our connection to God. The early church had a practice called Lectio Lectio Divina. This simply means the sacred reading or the divine reading. In Jeff Gardner's simple language, this divine reading slows me down to engage with God through the reading of the Word and the work of the Holy Spirit that helps me better follow Jesus. The early church used used this to grow their relationship with God, increase their communion with God. They hoped it would help them communicate honestly and open with God about how their lives didn't match the truth found in Scripture, and then invite the Holy Spirit to change and transform them and their lives to line up with Scripture. Lectio Divina consists of four steps. Read, meditate, pray, and contemplate. In Deeply Formed Life, Vilatis describes the first three steps with a question and the fourth step with a posture. Step one is the reading stage. That's when you ask the question, Lord, what does it say? Step two is the meditate stage, asking the question, Lord, what are you saying to me? Step three, pray. It's asking yourself, what do you want to say to God? In step four, There are no more questions to ask, but a posture to take. It is the posture of rest, rest in who God is and what He has said and done. Let's dig a little deeper into each stage. The reading stage. There are a couple of obstacles in the reading stage that I want to help all of us get over. The first is we read the Bible like a textbook. We Wait, we read to get to the end of the book. When I read a book, I want to get to the end as fast as I can. We skim 
and rarely reflect on what we just read. We read the book like we read the Bible like a textbook. The Bible is not a textbook. Hebrews chapter 4:12 says, "For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart." The Bible is not a list of dead, boring facts about the past. It is active. What in the heck does that mean? I think the Bible is reading us as much as we are reading it. My brain doesn't fully grasp that statement, but I know that reading the Bible is a spiritual thing. So I've got to read the Bible slow. You've got to read the Bible slow. Don't skim it. Read it over and over and over. We aren't talking, we're not talking about big chunks of the Bible. Maybe a verse, maybe a section, maybe even sometimes just a word. So ask the Holy Spirit to help you understand what the Bible is saying each time you open it. Stage two, or the meditate stage. Meditation is sometimes misunderstood in our culture. It has an emptying of yourself or a clearing yourself concept. In Christian meditation, this emptying of yourself is only part of it. As you meditate on the scripture, Ask the Lord, what are you saying to me? I see this as God filling me with the truth and the Spirit so that I can live for Him. His Spirit will connect to your Spirit and fill you with the things of God. So as we practice this, let the Spirit help you figure out what word or what phrase you need to focus on. Then focus on that word or phrase and just keep mulling it over and over and over. Focus on it. Let it sink, sink deep into your soul. Let it work on you. Let the Word of God cut and heal you. Meditate on it. Let the Word of God fill you. The the prayer stage is you answering the question of what do you want to say to God. As you have read and meditated on part of Scripture, God has helped you understand the text, and the Holy Spirit has showed you how God is speaking to you through that specific text. As you read it, you'll have questions and doubts, maybe some convictions and some struggles. You will have some strength to maybe overcome an addiction. You'll have action steps that come to mind. This is your time to respond to what you have felt God saying to you. Share your struggles. I can't live this truth out. Ask for courage. Ask for strength to live it out. Ask for grace when you have messed up. Talk to God about what He has been talking to you about. Then the rest stage. Now that God has talked to you and you've responded to him, simply rest. Abide in who he is and what he has done. This is hard for us because we want to, we want to work. We want to do. But growth requires rest. To experience change and transformation, rest in the character of God. Abide in who he is and what he has done. Remember, God is love. He loves you. Rest in that truth. There's nothing to earn or nothing to work toward in this stage. Rest and you will grow. A quick example of how Lectio Divina has worked in my life recently. I was reading through Colossians a couple of weeks ago. I got to chapter 3, verse 21. There Paul says, Fathers, do not provoke your children lest they become discouraged. This is a tough verse for me. I wanted to skip it. 
But I felt, I felt the Holy Spirit say, hold on, bro, camp out here for just a few minutes. So I read it. Then I read it again and again and again. Then I read it slowly and then slower again. And then I read it slower again. Then I asked God, what does this say? I felt the Holy Spirit say, this is what the Holy Spirit said. Fathers have a responsibility to nature and nurture and encourage their kids. Then I asked God, what are you saying to me? The tears flowed because I have a tendency to provoke and challenge my kids. God said, Jeff, look for ways to encourage your kids. Then I responded, God, help me to encourage my kids. God, help me be encouraging even when I have to discipline and correct. I said, God, I need your heart. I need your patience. God, I need you. God, Help me. Then I simply rested in the truth that God loves me and that God loves my kids. And he's going to continue to work on them. This is a little simple over, oversimplification of how it went down. But I feel like over the last couple of weeks, I've done a better job encouraging my kids. So why should we read the Bible slowly? First, it deepens our connection to God. Second, it changes us. So take time this week, take this time during Lent to slow down and read. Ask God what the Bible says. Ask God what he's trying to say to you. Then talk to God about the text. And finally, just rest in who God is and what he has done. I pray this, that this helps you grow closer to God. And helps you to experience the change that he wants to do in your life. I'm praying for you. Thanks for taking the time to listen to this episode of Pull Up a Seat. If you've not yet subscribed, do that now so you can get content as soon as it comes out. Also, please help us get the word out by sharing on social media and inviting others to pull up a seat. Until next time, grow in your relationship with Jesus and find one way to live intentionally for Him. See you next time when we pull up a seat.